0: Hey everybody, it's Lisa Lampanelli, the queen of Maine, and you know what? I got my own podcast. Yeah, does everyone have one? Pretty much, but mine's different because I'm going to help you like I help myself. Get Stuffed with Lisa Lampanelli every week is going to teach you how to have the fabulous life that I have. If you don't listen, you're just stupid and don't want to help yourself, so don't even listen. I don't even want you to. But if you do, if you disobey my orders and listen, you can go to feralaudio.com or download it from iTunes. But again, don't listen. I don't even care.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. My name is Robert Patrick. I play Gary Tyson. That's Gary Tyson with an I. In the film, Last Rampage. Evil broke loose in 1978. Arizona State Penitentiary. You know, that was interesting. What, what, what it was like playing a real person as opposed to a, a fictional character. It was really trying to wrap your head around how this guy could do some of the things that he could do. That was the, the things that you were drawn on. Of course, I, I, there was no way you're going to try to do an impersonation of a guy, nor was I going to try to, you know, get as heavy as the guy. Uh, I didn't have enough time to really go that route. But, I, I, you know, I found him really, really interested in trying to live up to the charisma that he had. I fell in love with the folklore of the story. Like, they're, they're, you know, the, the whole idea that he was a guy that was raised uh, during the Great Depression. See, that, from a historical point of view, those kind of stories resonate with me. That yearning for something better, trying to find it, have to steal to get it. How do you deal with that if you're a religious person? You know, how do you run underneath that? How do you justify it? He had a double life sentence that he began to push his wife and his kids to say, God, you know, I'm gonna serve one term and when I die, I'm gonna serve another term in hell. Uh, I gotta get out of this. And, and the, 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 the link that he was willing to uh, uh, go to, to get his kids to help him get through this and get him out of prison was, it was fascinating to me. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson in theaters September 22nd, and available for on-demand pre-order August 22nd. Find out more on Twitter by following at LastRampageFilm or on Facebook.com slash LastRampageFilm. Film.
2: files Files, uh, today we're talking about Humbug and the Kalusari. Very excited to talk about Humbug. This is an episode, you know, I mean, it's a lot of people's favorite episode, and it's just a fantastic episode. Emily uh, is coming by today, and she is obviously awesome, so i uh, going to talk to her about it. Uh, please, uh, usual stuff, go on iTunes and give the show a good review, write something good there. If we keep high up in the rankings, we can get more people to show up. Um, uh, at x files files at kumail n if you want to talk to me the subreddit is slash x files files a lot of good conversation going on there um and um oh yeah email me that's um i always forget the email it's the email is the x files at gmail.com please um email me there and um yeah hope you enjoyed the episode thank you Hey, welcome to X Files Files. <laughs> Emily Gordon is back.
0: Hi, I'm Emily Gordon. Everybody.
2: How was the commute? We'll make this joke every. <laughs> every time.
0: time, great. I walked out of my house. You
2: actually were gone.
0: I was gone, and you were like, you know, we have a podcast at five, right? And I was like, I'll get there I'm when I get there.
2: They'll know what time the podcast is being recorded. Five a.m. <laughs> um, so.
0: Wouldn't that be the worst of five a.m. podcast?
2: I think it would be interesting, actually. We should
0: maybe try it sometime. Yeah, just we wake should up.
2: Try it, just like. For two episodes, are indoor kids, <laughs> where there aren't, like, important, and just see how How dare
0: you say that something's not important y- when it relates know, to You know, I X mean, we're,
2: we were talking about two today. One is vitally important, and one is not.
0: No, you know what? I think both the episodes today deal with a little bit of xenophobia, which I think is interesting. Shh.
2: Okay, all right. So let's get right into it. All Humbug. right. Uh, this is the first one written by Darren Morgan. He had a story credit on Blood, but this is the first one written by him, directed by Kim Manners. The second one directed by Kim Manners, uh, who p- then becomes a major, major part of the show and has since passed away, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. I was
0: hoping that Kim Manners could have uh, a show called Minder Manners.
2: Um, wha- it's a, he's a director. Directors don't usually name things after No, cells. it'd be his
0: podcast talking about acting. Okay. That
2: would have been great. Mind your manners. Um, but he passed away. all um, right. So, uh, yeah, it's about, <laughs> you, they're both about a little bit of xenophobia. Mm-hmm. One is a very considered uh, look at it and one mm-hmm. seems to accidentally and sort of clumsily use it rather In than a weird really way. comment on it. Yeah, I would agree. This one, like right from the beginning, you know it's going to be, a, obviously this is the freak show episode. You know it's going to be different because it starts off and you think there's a monster that's attacking these kids and the monster turns out to be their dad, the crocodile man. Yeah, you think uh, he's, like alligator like man, on them. Whatever yeah. yeah, you think he's preying on them, but he's just... And so, like, really quickly, X-Files, you know, always has whatever looks like a monster is a monster. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how it's been. And, uh, and so this is sort of commenting on that. Like, yeah. in X-Files, the other is always the bad guy. And here he's just... And suddenly, like, when it does that, it, like, calls into you sort of think about your own biases immediately. Like you
0: I can't operate on this this child. This is my son.
2: <laughs> you know that old thing? No, is that like the doctor was a woman. Yeah, exactly. Is it that? How
0: dare you? Yeah, it's a great it it does a great job of just throwing you into a world, a world that I've always been very fascinated by, immediately and you're the observer in this world. Uh, and you, this is, uh, like, everybody's very comfortable here. You're the weird one here. Yeah, as yeah. As the viewer. And he talks cool. about
2: how being weird is is cool and normal. And I wanted you to do this, Emily, because you are <laughs> always, you've seen the Jim Rose show. I've
0: seen the Jim Rose Circus. You've I saw. met the Enigma. I met the Enigma. Who plays ni- the
2: conundrum in this. <laughs>
0: yeah, they really did a great yeah. job on that name. Uh, 1995, I believe it was. And uh, Jim
2: Rose is in this. He's the, doctor, the, the blockhead guy.
0: The concert I saw was Nine Inch Nails with two opening acts. M- Marilyn Manson, who had yet not done anything, and uh, the Jim Rose Circus. Yeah. And, uh, it and was didn't you you, you talk
2: to the conundrum? I, I mean, talked the to Here's what
0: happened. This is one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me. Yeah, uh, I was 15. I could not drive. Uh, my Was like, this in
2: your goth phase?
0: Yeah, dear. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh and I was so excited to be there. I was walking in the outskirts of the arena, like inside but like before you get to where the seats are. Uh and out of nowhere, I swear to you, the enigma, and I was not a pretty teenager. I was y- not like a hot 15-year-old. Yeah, you- Come on, son.
2: <laughs> you seen this? <quite laughs> uh,
0: the enigma You're comes great. up to me, cuts through the crowd, comes up to me stares at me, gets in my personal space and is like breathing really hard on me. And I fell in love immediately.
2: <laughs> he's well, he's like sort of being like an animal, kind of. He
0: was kind of acting like an animal, and f- probably he did this to a lot of young women there. Well,
2: at least w- four or five a night, but it's still not to every woman he saw.
0: Just to the vulnerable-looking one.
2: He picked you.
0: He did pick me. Not
2: vulnerable, likely. Uh,
0: likely. You uh, looked
2: real likely. And I will mean,
0: say, there was nothing. I felt nothing overly sexual about it. It was just like he was just kind of got him my face, and I thought I felt very honored. And I remember trying to be like play it cool. I don't remember what I said, if anything. Wh- what to him. did he say anything? Not at all. He his he kind of never talked very much, and then he just uh, walked away. So to say that I talked to him is kind of a kind of not true. Yeah. Um,
2: well, now that we're here, I guess w- I, I was going to talk about this stuff later because we haven't actually talked too much about the episode, but mm-hmm. this is such a major part of it that you and I were talking about this recently, and it's something that we've talked about before. You were sort of a weirdo kid, mm-hmm. right? And you f- you found. Like expression for it, you were into like nine inch nails and Marilyn Manson, and like, yeah, weird just, metal and skinny puppy, and yes, yeah,
0: I just felt kind of weird, and i it was awesome for me to take it from a thing that felt out of my control because i felt weird and i felt like there i wasn't under my control and i wish i could have been normal and then there was a point where i was like you know what fuck it you guys think i'm weird i'll show you weird yeah and then i really embraced everything weird that i could possibly yes yeah,
2: yeah. I, and i was completely the opposite in that i was weird but i was trying so hard to be normal and you found your community of weirdos to hang out with. Like you hang, used to hang out at, what was the place called? Pablo's? Yeah. It was like this coffee shop that all the weirdos hung out at, yeah. right? And I never did. I just always tried to be normal. And then what happened then was I just kind of got made fun of a lot in school and then so i from a community. Lonely. And we talked about how like weird stuff used to make me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, there's like there's a
0: lot of stuff that will come up from like the mid-90s that you'll be like, oh, I didn't like that. And I'll be like, that seems like it'd be so up your alley. And you'd be like, oh, I didn't like anything weird. Like you rejected you were angry that it existed, it seemed like.
2: Well, And, yeah, it's sort of like, you know, when someone who's in the closet sort of yeah, comes out as homophobic. I think so, because, you know, like uh, something like, like I love weird stuff now, but like David Lynch stuff back then, like weirded me out and I hated it. I hated heavy metal music. Like and what
0: exactly, when you were, when you say hated, like what was your, what were you thinking? Do you remember what your emotions were, what your reaction was? It
2: just made me very uncomfortable. And it made me... I think it was, you know, obviously it was very repressed. And so it was like sort of resonating with something that I didn't know was in me. And so I kind of hated myself for... How lovely is that? For kind of liking it. And then I really rejected it. So I hated heavy metal music. I remember even... Like at the time, I f- discovered Cannibal Corpse, like found out about Cannibal Corpse, and so I hated it. Through Ace Ventura,
0: <laughs> pet detective. Was that
2: what it was? They
0: were in that movie. And I
2: let the, read the <laughs> lyrics, and they were so fucking dark and horrible, and I hated it, but I couldn't stop like just reading the lyrics. Really? Yeah. Which is not. It's kind of. That is
0: a weird thing to do. I it's didn't not like great because it's
2: like super. The, the lyrics are really. I mean, violent. that's how you
0: make serial killers is people who are not allowed to express any of these things, and then like. Yeah. They were like, Oh, I guess I'll kill my mother.
2: Yeah. Well, like Wes Craven was. Such Southern Baptist and his first movie was Last House on the Left which is one of the most fucked up movies you'll ever see. Very fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So this episode is about those weirdos finding their community where they can express themselves and be different and be strange and um, even this episode when I first saw it I didn't like it i is didn't right? like this episode so this great. is an episode that comes up a lot a lot of people like it and i was like i don't like that episode it just made me feel weird i didn't like that yeah. there were people who were blockheads who, and i didn't like that that guy was tattooed all over and i didn't <laughs> like that he ate weird shit i fucking hated it now i think it's awesome yeah i think it's awesome that people it's can do a gross
0: that he eats weird
2: shit. <laughs> it's totally gross but he's it's totally gross yeah. but he's found a way to express himself and be himself and in his own unique way, you know? Like, as long as he's not hurting anyone other than bugs. The
0: fish and the bugs. And the, yeah. yeah. He literally, in the first scene that you see the conundrum, he's, like, doing some very Gollum-esque shit. He's eating some fish. So he's juicy, but, sweet.
2: It totally looks like Gollum. It really it's is. It's the same stance. So
0: weird. And he's wearing just, just underwear, which, yeah. by the way, Gollum never wore clothes.
2: No, but I think this guy, uh, he can't be. Imagine him in a suit. That's not going to work.
0: I bet he looks great in a suit.
2: Um... Yeah, I yeah. bet he does, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but see, so that's that's why I didn't like this episode. And, and now when I watch it, this is the most it's ever resonated with me. That's cool. Because I didn't find my community of weirdos until pretty College. much I started doing comedy. Yeah. And then the other comedians are the weirdos. Like I found, luckily, a way to express myself uh, that, uh, you that know. And
0: all the penis art you do.
2: We don't talk about the penis <laughs> art. That's going to be a different podcast. A different podcast yes. altogether. What should that one be called?
0: Uh, Jackson Paulcock. Thank you, Dustin, for laughing. Ja-
2: Jackson Polcock? Well, yeah, no, there, uh, yeah, no, that was pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um,
0: so it was almost as if I came up with that ahead of time, but I didn't know. No, not. Frida <laughs> um, Let me, I, and I am, I watched it a few days ago. What exactly, the humbug refers to something very specific, the word humbug. Do you remember what it was?
2: Yeah, humbug is a person who is like basically a fraud. That's like right. it's, it's like a scam, Instead kind of. Instead
0: of being like a genuine freak or a person who does stunts, they're a fraud.
2: Well, there's a f- an interesting line where he says that. Mm-hmm. They, uh, He doesn't like geeks. He said they don't even attain the level of gaffs. Yeah. Gaffs are phonies. I
0: loved that guy. So there's
2: like different levels of people that they respect. Yeah. And this whole episode is about obviously weirdos finding their community, but also about perception and how you see people and how they really are. And Mulder and Scully, specifically Scully in this episode, uh, makes a lot of value judgments on these people mm-hmm. snap judgments based on how they are and what they do and she's proven wrong over and over uh there's that great scene with the guy from his name's mr nut in this he's the the hotel owner guy you
0: mean the twin peaks guy the twin peaks <laughs> the guy, Red Room guy
2: where Mulder basically is like hey you work at the circus and he like goes off and he's giving this whole fucking awesome it's monologue a of the episode really it's so great yeah While he's doing that, he's, like, walking down an elaborate set of (laughs) steps and stuff that he's made. So he can be sort of do his job, but he's, like, sort of walking down it in a very casual, normal way as if he's done this every day. Because he has. This is his routine, you know. And then he, like, it's funny because then he's sort of making fun of Mulder. And he's, like, well, I look at you and I would guess FBI agent. And he's, like, I am an FBI (laughs) agent. So then he's also kind of wrong with his perception of... It's a, it, that's a really, really, I love that character. And then yeah. that character when he's crawling under there. That's what
0: I love when he's crawling under and, and, uh, and Mulder catches him, and he's like, what are you doing under there? And he's like, I'm fixing the plumbing. And then when uh, Scully it's opens Scully the, was the door, she's like, oh, is he still fixing the plumbing? <laughs>
2: yeah, it was so great. So great. So funny. A lot of
0: really funny lines in this episode. It's a lot very of funny really episode.
2: F- yeah, a lot of really funny lines in this episode. Another mouthpiece of the show. So he's one of the mouthpieces of the thesis of mm-hmm. the episode. And uh, Jim Rose, the character. He plays Professor Blockhead or whatever his name is, Dr Blockhead. He says, he doesn't have a real doctorate There's yeah. one line that Mulder says so matter of fact so funny I noticed watching this episode how good these guys have gotten at playing these characters mm-hmm. and how nuanced their performances are there's another line that Scully says about Mulder that's really really funny Um, I'll, I'll find it in a second I'm just going to hum we... the Jeopardy
0: theme while you do
2: yeah do it um, oh what say, she says to him do you know what Barnum says about suckers Uh, You remember that Uh she says it in such a her performance is so good when she says that because they have like this playful thing going and it's just just very nuanced and this really highlights this episode
0: this uh, and I feel like this episode hit at, at the exact correct time what year did this come out.
2: 95.
0: Yeah, so this came out when Jim Rose was like a huge thing. I clipped out of Time Magazine, my parents' Time Magazine, a thing about the Jim Rose Circus in 1995. After I saw them open up for Nine Inch Nails, and I just to show my parents, I was like, "This is legitimate. This is like a real thing." <laughs> so stupid. And then that gave rise to a lot of other freak show circuses that would tour. There's a really popular one that I saw a couple times called the Bendelstiff Family Circus. And Bendelstiffs are the things that hobos uh, like. Throw oh over yeah, there. Bendelstiff. Yeah. That's um, right. Also,
2: these are k- basically people who ran away who are outsiders who are now like yeah
0: it was like a touring bunch of like freak shows and and geeks and people who had blockheads and stuff like that and uh there was one guy that his freak was that he was a a drag queen hilariously in the bindle stuff circus really uh and he his name's scotty the blue bunny and he's still around he's like a club fixture oh
2: wow yeah um so this episode there's a lot of great imagery too i'm just gonna you (laughs) Mm. know let's just start at the beginning i thought that um when scully looks at the picture of Mulder. One of them says, "Look, they look at the picture of the alligator man." I think it's Kali and she says, "Imagine going through your whole life looking like that." And then that same line Jim Rose says at the end about Mulder, like imagine going through your whole life looking oh, like And what a great that. shot of
0: Mulder. And <laughs> Just, <too. laughs> Just looking like, Just like a, super a dumb superhero. <laughs> yeah,
2: like a dumb superhero, <laughs> one foot up on the step. He <laughs> look like, Cap-
0: what's it, Zap Brannigan? That's yeah. what he reminded me of in
2: that moment. It's so interesting because he, that's, you know, and Jim Rose's final monologue, we'll talk about it more mm-hmm. when we get to it, but he has this great monologue about how, well, I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, but uh, But it's, again, it's about perception, like for, from Mulder's perspective, This guy's a freak and weird-looking, but from the freak's perspective, Mulder is completely boring, and there's nothing interesting about him. Yeah. I thought uh, the scene where they have the funeral, um, and it's a very normal-looking funeral, and then they pan out, and you see that the picture is the alligator guy smiling, and it's such a great... like. It
0: looked like a Sears portrait.
2: It looks like a Sears portrait of this guy who has this very very intense skin condition and he looks you know
0: and his wife and just for a second bearded they man. Her bearded man bearded woman bearded woman yeah yeah a bearded man is not a, <laughs> freak not freak a frig- <laughs> that's just la yeah
2: that's like the terrible f- <laughs> yeah or any city we have
0: a bearded man here. yeah um but they uh, they interestingly they made very normal looking kids like very average looking children yeah <laughs> and, and i think
2: i mean part of that again is in the beginning it has to play to the F- that it ha- you have to sell that these normal kids are in danger. Yeah. Look at how normal and cute yeah. they are. And then you find out that those kids are okay with their parents being these super weird guys. But I thought that the contrast between the very normal setting, until it pulls out and you see the, sh- the priest is doing stuff with his feet and, you know, there's like, the, 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 f- the freaks are around. It was such a normal, you know, funeral scene. And then this picture just... The contrast between that was so cool. Yeah, it was really so well done. interesting. And
0: done in a way that doesn't wasn't like um exploiting weirdos. Like it was really like respectful and lovely. Like it was great. It just was really well done.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this was that's the thing about like Aaron Morgan, all of his episodes, not all not only are all of them fantastic, they all have a very strong theme. Mm-hmm. They all and this one, you know, has a has a lot of stuff going on and it's his first one. Um Mulder has a really funny line when you know the Jim Rose guy bursts out and calls himself and everyone runs away or runs behind and Mulder goes a oh, can't wait for the wake. It's a really funny line there's a lot of really funny lines and then there's a th- that exchange where um Scully is kind of being an asshole where th- you know, the sheriff's like, it's what inside that counts. These guys are normal. And she's like, well, if you consider them normal, then they could be suspects too, which is, I guess, a pretty good point. It's
0: a fine point, but they it, sometimes they'll use Scully to a point of like, well, but that's not how these people behave. Like, she goes sometimes overboard. Her character is written to go a little overboard further than I would think the character would be questioning uh like, she just seems a little uh, straight laced, too straight laced for her actual character. But
2: I could see someone like that. She's pretty straight laced. And if I can, if I am someone who could f- be like sort of turned off. Unfortunately at some point in my life by this I could also see Scully being turned off. S- yeah. At some point, unfortunately I by ha- this. I was like,
0: I That sheriff is so accepting and then later you find out the sheriff is also Well, he was
2: the dog face boy yeah. and it's really interesting. Again, it's Mulder and Scully just sort of assume or because he's one of the freaks too, maybe he's guilty and then they see him like putting something in the ground and then they go and get him and uh Again, that He
0: plays it so cool, too. He's I so been more cool. Angry. And yeah.
2: Mulder says, we're exhuming your potato. <laughs> it's such a funny line. And uh, again, just because he's a freak, these or guys... Or was a freak. Are, or was a freak. That's the
0: whole thing. Is he still considered a freak if he shaves all of his body hair off? No, I he would doesn't say shave
2: it off. It falls off.
0: Well, regardless. He yeah. no longer looks like the dog face boy. Yeah. Is he still a freak?
2: Well, he's still a weirdo. Exactly. Yeah.
0: The weirdness was inside the The weirdness is inside.
2: That's what's good. They had the... Uh, where they talk to Hepcat Carnival Funhouse and like they're not they don't have fun and he calls it the Tabernacle of Terror yeah that was a really fun thing it's yeah. not a fun house it's the Tabernacle of Terror and then ob- obviously the episode ends in the Tabernacle of Terror which I didn't even consider would happen. Uh, but it was like such a great like payoff yeah although
0: it was not very terrifying that Tabernacle
2: no I, I mean that's sort of either. part of the yeah. thing that guy's like all over the top and crazy yeah um do you recall what Barnum said about suckers is what Scully says about uh Mulder. Um Vincent Schiavelli, late oh. great Vincent Schiavelli. He has Get his, off one my his train. Get off my train Sorry, continue. he's the yes. <laughs> He's that guy. He had Marfin syndrome. He had
0: Marfin syndrome, just like President Abraham Lincoln.
2: Uh what is Marfin syndrome?
0: Marvin syndrome is a uh syndrome that uh makes you uh, you were oversized and you have kind of a hooded yeah, like eyes of, yeah and uh, like usually kind of a longer face it's it mainly but what is it i don't actually know i don't i think it may also have some physical like some stomach stuff that goes with it but i don't are you looking it up
2: yeah i'll look um, it um
0: but i th- from what i understood, it mainly affects your appearance more than anything else
2: well it seems like it affected more because uh, poor vincent Chiavelli. Um, oh it's a genetic disorder that uh, affects the body's connective tissue.
0: Well, that's one of those weird ones that, like, could anything could go wrong in your body.
2: Yeah. And you could be like, oh, it's Marvin's syndrome. Because he was pretty young when he passed away. So is Abraham Um, Lincoln. (laughs) Often leads to... Excuse me?
0: Uh, I said, so is Abraham Lincoln. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know if his was Marvin's syndrome, Emily. (laughs) Marvin's
0: syndrome by gun.
2: It says the most serious complications are defects of the heart valves and aorta and uh, massive holes appearing in the back of your head for no reason. Are you... Oh, Sorry. (laughs) Come on, Emily. <laughs> it affects the lungs. It's a uh, genetic disorder. Uh, some people have it, you know, mild, severe. It's not like an yeah. on-off switch. Some what a great actor more. though! He, it? Was he was so great, and yeah. he has a great line. I thought this line was so funny, where he's he's talking about like how the the uh, Mr. Nut, Twin Peaks guy, mm-hmm. basically told him to like have dignity. So now he carries other people's suitcases. Yeah. That was really funny. That and then he says, "I believe these are your trailers. If they are not." Then I am wrong. <laughs> that's such a great line. Yeah. That's one of those like fucking perfect little lines. He's
0: got a great amount of everything. He's in. He carries himself with so much dignity. Yeah, like in a, a
2: very weird. He dignity. has like a wounded dignity. Yeah, yeah.
0: You don't want to fuck with him. Do you know what I mean?
2: And I looked up Screaming Jay Hawkins because you told me that. He, that's we the talked guy. about
0: Screaming Jay Hawkins for a while. Yeah, they're we playing. We watched a
2: bunch. We listened oh yeah. to a bunch of songs. Again, that's somebody I would have hated. I would have He's hated He's such a badass. He's so weird. That
0: guy was such a fucking badass. I love him. I love that he was a black man In the like '50s and '60s, who would play with a bone through his nose?
2: Yeah, crazy.
0: Just turning all the racism on its ear, and he had an amazing voice. We found out one weird thing about Screaming Jay Hawkins: his version of "I Put a Spell on You," which is one of the sexiest, coolest. Is
2: that the song that's in the? No, that's not the song. It's a different song, but it's awesome. Yeah, it's the one that um, Hepcat is listening to when he does. Uh,
0: "I Put a Spell on You," the actual released version. They were all so drunk that when they recorded Oh yeah, recorded yeah, yeah. It, we looked that up. That they didn't. Screaming Jay Hawkins did not even remember what he did. He had to go back and listen to the track to and know.
2: Memorize it to be able to have the song. There
0: was so much passion in that version of that song. It oh, it impregnates me.
2: They had to take uh, yeah. They had to take grunts out for the uh, radio version because so they said ass. it was too sexual. Oh, um, love it. In this one, I also think the monster unquote Vincent Chevalley's twin.
0: Which, by the way, I kind of called that from the beginning. Yes,
2: you did, but I you did. have seen the episode before.
0: It turns out, I, I think this may be one of the episodes I saw when I was in high school, yeah. just because I love Jim Rowe's side circus. Side yeah, the side way
2: side you, side you see the, the monster through the mirror, and I use quotes around the monster because you find out that it's just trying to find another home. He just doesn't like his brother. And you had this theory, because mm-hmm. Vincent Chevalier has a great little monologue at the end where mm-hmm. he's like a, it feels it's it's a horrible thing to not be wanted. What does he say? I have it. It hurts not yeah. to be wanted. Yeah. Which is such a great line and like Jennifer that's and fucking host. my entire high school experience. Aww. It hurts not to be wanted. Yeah, it's okay. I'm fine now. <laughs> it makes you the person you are, you know? Yeah. To wish that it hadn't happened is to wish you were a different person. So uh but your theory was that Maybe because Vincent Civelli again he dies of cirrhosis of the liver, very normal death. Yeah, he needed
0: a healthier host. The he needed little a healthier host. Yeah.
2: So he was just trying to find a new home. He wasn't trying to kill anyone. Yeah, he
0: wasn't trying to hurt anybody. He just yeah. he was trying to attach himself to other people. Yeah. They didn't like it so much. Yeah. They deaded it.
2: They yeah yeah they deaded it. Um, they uh I did think it was weird where through the little door they keep saying it, it'd have to be a contortionist. They didn't consider that it could be someone who's um, a small person, a, a small. little person, a or small. a little
0: little little, person.
2: little monster thing. Oh, uh, come
0: on, Kumail, no, symbiotic twin,
2: not a symbiotic twin. I'm sorry, it, it's it's actually true that I actually felt bad calling it a monster, <laughs> even though it's like a
0: fictional character. I mean, it's like
2: a fucking basket case ass thing. Yeah, you know? it's like Belial. Yeah. Um, there was he. he they, uh, when they, s- they when they when they talk to Jim Rouse, they say that you're one of those people whose nerve endings don't work. This, this is interesting. There was an Indian family that had this disease yeah. where their, none of the nerve endings worked so they couldn't feel pain so they would make money like basically cutting fingers off and like doing these weird shows where they would hurt themselves. And um, the one doctor went and studied them and then he went back a 10 years later to, and it turned out that the kid that he'd like died because he jumped off a building yeah. to like prove that he could kind fucking of makes do anything sense. you're
0: not invincible you just can't feel the pain no it's actually.
2: a horrible curse yeah it's not good but he does feel pain and you also find out that he is kind of a humbug he's a huckster because his uh, spikes are rubbery yeah Jim Rose's spikes are rubbery
0: yeah. although I bet that hurt Jim Rose the man oh. to do that to be like I'm, this is I'm for real
2: he's pretty good in this episode yeah.
0: he, he as an actor he was always he was like the host of the Jim Rose circus and was very like charismatic uh, let me just say this real quick because we don't know necessarily that they never said in the episode that the nails were rubber apparently it just doesn't hurt to lay down on a bed of nails like it just is not that painful because you're spread out your entire body is spread out. Is
2: that what you think it is? There's another great moment there when he, cause mm-hmm. he's got the clips and he's going to be suspended by mm-hmm. them. Which, flesh hook. Yeah, flesh hooks. And then when the sheriff catches him and just tugs at him a little and he's like, ow! So <laughs> that great. was a really funny Yeah, yeah. I have a friend moment. who has a
0: flesh hook hanging business in North Carolina. So, hey, North Carolina. If you're out there and you're interested in trying this, uh, try, uh, I think it's called Hold Fast. Hold fast, I think it's called.
2: Oh, it sounds religious. Uh yeah. It's not it's
0: supposed to be a religious experience. Okay, great. Kind of.
2: Um they uh when he talks about how he <laughs> trained with fakirs, the way he pronounces them was so wrong. I was like, How could you train with them and not know to pronounce it? And then it turns out later that he had been sort of lying about that, yeah. right? That yeah. he's sort of a scam artist. Can
0: I tell a quick flesh hook story?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: I went uh, to A flesh hook story. It's a very brief story. Okay. I went to with my best friend in North Carolina to a freak show uh, event in North Carolina which was few and far between just not a big demand for such things and uh while we were sitting there waiting for the show to start part of the ambiance of the show is that they had a bunch of kids who were doing who were hanging by flesh hooks all around the room. Yeah. And uh he met Myra. No, no,
2: no, I'm looking up something (laughs) for
0: this, yeah. Uh, And they had kids who were hanging up all over the room, and there was this young kid who was wearing, like, track pants and no shirt who just was like, hey, how you guys doing? We're like, we're fine. And he's like, I'm going to be hanging right here. And just, like, right next to our table was suspended, like, a foot off the ground. And we just had to be like, uh, so, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got any hobbies? <laughs> what are you, uh, oh, you had to talk to him. Well, we didn't have to, but he's just like literally right there, going through a pretty painful experience uh, right next to us, and so we ended up kind of chatting him up. It is at first, and then it's not.
2: Why does he like it? Did he tell Great you? Great
0: question. No, we didn't ask him that. It's that's kind of a that'd be a nerdy question, like a dorky, obvious question to ask. Yeah, but cases.
2: it would be the most interesting thing you could talk to this guy about.
0: I think uh, it's it would be like asking a comedian where do you get your ideas from jokes. Do you know what I mean? You know how you hate being asked that. I think they would probably hate being asked that too. No, I'm making assumptions here. Who knows? But I did not ask him either way. Uh, the idea, I think, uh, is that it's incredibly painful, and then the pain is so intense that you kind of leave your body, and it's supposed to be a very otherworldly kind of experience. The
2: first time I knew of that was in D. Snyder's Strange What a weird movie uh, that, what that was. A, I didn't like it. Captain Howdy, though. Try- he was D. Snyder from Sister. Yes, was trying to start another horror franchise and he's he like suspends himself uh from hooks and stuff. Now you didn't
0: like that movie do you think it's because it was weird you didn't like it or you think you just didn't like it
2: well i mean i always did like horror movies so i I didn't love
0: that movie i didn't
2: like how violent it was the violence of like him getting a capturing a girl and just being like physically violent to her the cover of
0: the movie is a woman with her lips sewn together yeah Yeah, that's so good
2: and then um the cell i saw that in the cell Which is a movie that we watched recently. Just recently, yeah. Parts of it again. I think totally underrated. Very watchable.
0: Not a, maybe the story, not the most coherent thing, but gorgeous to look at. It's
2: gorgeous and D'Onofrio is fucking amazing in it. So is (laughs)
0: J.Lo. And she looks hot. I could go with goth J.Lo forever when she's like at the end when she's all like.
2: She's never not looked hot. I'm
0: not saying she hasn't, but I like her in like a dark lipstick. She
2: woke up like this. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Blockhead says about the, the conundrum. It's a pretty funny line. where He says he eats anything: live animals, dead animals, rocks, light bulbs, corkscrews, battery cables, cranberries. That's <laughs> that a really one. that was a good that's line. a really great line. <laughs> uh, Mulder's line, "Everyone's uncle is an amateur magician," is really good.
0: Yeah. I thought that was a fantastic line. Yeah. I laughed really hard at that.
2: Um, when she goes to that freak, uh, the, the the freak museum thing, and it says "freaks free, one others please donate." I thought that was cool. It's like, listen, we look out for around. Yeah. And then there's a great little thing where he's like, "You have to promise me two things: you won't tell anyone what's in there, and an extra five dollars." And it's just a scam. Yep. It's so funny. It
0: is really. And by the way, you're uh, glossing over the uh, the cricket eating scene
2: uh yeah she it. actually ate that cricket the
0: actress not the character
2: no and the character doesn't eat it that's not right that is that scene yeah. everybody's uncle is an amateur magician scene um and there's footage online you could see behind the scene of she eats it and she goes off camera all badass and then spits it out and uh everyone like applauds and yeah. cheers and you said that you really like that move her eating it.
0: it is a badass move to yeah be, just yeah. be like yeah you're not that amazing anybody yeah. could do this it I just can takes do this, will yeah. i have the will because for a lot of this stuff, it is just a matter of how much will you have and not, like... And, I mean, this is a little bit about Jim Rose's final monologue, but, like, I would write papers in college about, like, the, like, spiritual nature of, like, body modification. Uh, some of it, for me, at least, was bullshit. Like, I was just uh, trying to, like... I was trying to form a thesis around the fact that I thought it looked cool. I thought it was a cool... Like, piercings and, and stuff were a cool signal to other people of who you were. I thought it was a cool choice, but... Not necessarily like a spiritual thing. No,
2: but it can be. I mean, it's like, you know, your body is the one thing that you sort of have the least control over. You have the one you have. So maybe if you can remake it to be. obviously people have body dysmorphia and, you know, things can get weird with that. But things can get weird. Things can get weird with that. But I think, you know, if you're modifying your body uh, again, I used to think piercings and tattoos were weird. And I really, really hated it. And now I'm like, well, whatever, you know, brings you happiness and makes you feel. Yeah. Like you belong. It's what a makes You feel of will. more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, just do it. Um, that guy looked awesome. The guy who was the, the curator of that museum, who had half the the, half the yeah the face, and the way the show in, th- in the mirrors is really, really cool because cool. there's yeah. the in one mirror it looks completely normal, and in the other mirror it's just it, mirror is just like the deformity on his face. Uh, it's a really cool shot. One looks normal. It had to be such a tough thing to kind of
0: figure out as a director. Oh, it's
2: it's brilliant. There's a lot of, like, mirrors in this episode, mm-hmm. too, which yeah. uh, obviously makes sense, like, how you see yourself, how other people see you.
0: Uh, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Do people listen to these podcasts after they see the episode or before?
2: I think after. Okay. Just uh, curious. Yeah. I'm, I've all. always said, like, watch, watch the episode it, yeah. and then listen to it right afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> um i thought oh he does not hold a doctor that's a good line oh yeah jim J- sheriff hamilton was jim jim the dog face boy jim jim which is a great name jim, yeah. jim jim the dog face boy um it's like assuming guilt based solely on skin color isn't it that's kind of what they talk about it They're like yeah. what we're doing is weird right and then they continue digging <laughs> he's like we're exhuming your potato that's a really funny funny line and um, what
0: was it he was trying to get rid of with the potato
2: Warts, warts or something right, yeah. uh, and then Sheriff has a uh, they have this long exchange and then the Sheriff's like the investigation isn't going too well is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah he plays it so cool in a way where he could have been super angry and super like and justifiably angry but instead he's like I get it it's I mean I understand that this you don't understand this world so you're just doing whatever you can because this shit's not going well for you. Right. Yeah, he could have yeah. gone a couple different ways with that. So I, I liked how he handled that.
2: There's a great moment with the conundrum who uh, is sort of stalking around. You think he's going to do something evil. But you see he's just bringing the rent check to Mr. Nat. Yeah. That's that, Again, that's a great, like, the mundane and the extraordinary, you know, the uh, yeah. contrast is shown there. It's really, really cool. Um, He has another great line. Jim Rohn has another great line. If people knew the true price of spirituality, there'd be more atheists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of great lines. A great line. I won't G- say a word till I talk to my lawyer. Who's your lawyer? I represent myself. <laughs> this is
0: like a fun cornball dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and then we looked him up, and last year he started an organization to help save people from con artists,
2: like Very cool. educate people about like con artists. Here's interesting. I I, I was gonna, Gibsonton, Florida, mm. is a real town. Where actual, uh, in the winter, freak show people go and live there. This is based in a real town.
0: Why are we not going this there? This is a real town.
2: Well, it's a south show wintering town. This is from um, this is from Wikipedia, where various people in the carnival and circus business world would spend the off-season. Because uh, it was in, in Florida. It's home to Priscilla. It was home to Priscilla the monkey girl, the anatomical wonder, lobster boy. Siamese twin sisters ran a fruit stand there. It was the only post office with a counter for dwarves. Um, Yeah, uh, And they have unique circus zoning laws so you can keep elephants in your front lawns.
0: This sounds like a dream. How to go there without seeming like you're exp- trying to well, like this be is like exploiting, exploiting this is tourists. You know? This is
2: what's a bummer is at the end of this episode he talks about how you know like genetic engineering and stuff is making things so that the weirdos are sort of getting squeezed out and that's one of the that's one of the big themes of the X-Files is because of you know modernity and technology these weird little towns. Modernity? Where, yeah I it's a great so. word. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. these These weird little towns the weirdness is being stamped out and everything is getting homogenized. Corporate. Uh, well uh, but are, yes. y- are you just going to make fun of me?
0: No, no, no. I mean, I agree with what you're saying, <laughs> yeah. but also, yes.
2: Quote. Yes, everything. Uh, we, we've driven cross-country, and you see that every strip mall has the exact same stores in it, you know? And so, uh, and he sort of gives this speech about how Gibsonton's going to die, and then on Darren Mooney's blog, whose movie blog, which is a great website, I've quoted him many times, he found this article in the Tampa Tribune, and it's an article from 2009 about Gibsonton, how, like, It says other freaks aren't stepping up to take their places. Political correctness teaches it's not nice to stare. And besides, you can see the world's largest man in a family of doors on cable TV. For someone covered in tattoos or piercings, go to the mall. Better prenatal care, genetic counseling, corrective surgeries, and I don't know what this word is have contributed to the decline. Basically, they said that there aren't any more freaks left in that town. It's just becoming another normal, boring, average regular town Mm. gibson florida bummer so what jim rose predicts at the end of this episode is actually happening happening Yeah, but that's one of the themes of this episode um... another thing that Darren Mooney says that we've sort of talked about he says to be fair it's a problem that comes with the territory as a show that trades in horror tropes the x-falls is inevitably going to portray deviations from the norm as monstrous still there's a rather unfortunate subtext to all this Mulder and Scully can occasionally seem like they exist to protect the normal from the abnormal. The fact that Mulder and Scully are both very beautiful people in the conventional sense only reinforces this sense. Absolutely. And it really does do that. There's a line that he found, I think, Darren Mooney. D- uh, David Duchovny said, what I loved about Darren Morgan's scripts was that he seemed to be trying to destroy the show. <laughs> Which you really do get that sense in yeah. this. Like, everything, like, Mulder and Scully are wrong. They're kind of assholes. They're the weirdos yeah. in this. They're the ones who are, you know, sort of uh, bigoted towards yeah. these people. Yeah.
0: Although if the show was reality, there's no way that they would be that attractive. So, no. we have that going for us.
2: <laughs> uh, this is a book by Wilcox and Williams that's about the X-Files. They say... Uh, um. That scene where Lanny, who's Vincent Chiavelli, goes to wake Scully, and she looks at his brother, and he looks at her breasts.
0: What an interesting moment! Yeah, he says
2: each gaze involves the objectification of difference. This objectification is emphasized by the fact that Scully's body is not normally revealed in this way. Never revealed. So it's basically about that. You're like objectifying the other people based on like physical yeah, and it was such a
0: nice moment when they both kind of realize and cover themselves. Uh, yeah. Although both of them should be allowed to have that shit uncovered.
2: Great. Um, well, who says this line? Oh, the, the, uh, me he's what merely? No, no, no. He's merely seeking another brother. That's a good line. And then Vincent Chiavelli has a great monologue. It hurts. It hurts not to be wanted. I don't know why he hates me. So I've taken care of him all of our lives. Maybe that is the reason why. Hmm. Um, I think it's
0: more the th- cirrhosis of the liver, though.
2: I've, yes. Yeah. Maybe that—that's a good interpretation that I didn't get. Um. I don't know who says this line, but long enough to understand that you cannot change the way you were born. Like that's a really, yeah, that's a really cool line. It's a very like moving episode. Um, I, I wrote this down. Twenty first century genetics will take out the weirdos. That's what X Files is about: weirdness in small towns being stamped out by modernity, which small towns can't live anymore. Home is like a really great example of that globalization, you oh know. Oh
0: god, when are you? What what season is Home in?
2: Season 4. Oh girl. Yeah, that's gonna girl. Be
0: a, That's going to be a cavalcade of stars.
2: Um so <laughs> that's a great episode. Yes, uh it is. This was nominated for an Edgar Award for best episode in a television series and a Cinema Audio Society Award for outstanding achievement in sound mixing for a series. So, um do you have anything else to say about this episode? I feel like we've no,
0: I feel like we've kind of covered it. It's It was a really great episode, and uh, it was nice to see Jim Rose circus again. Yeah. I miss that time of, like, me trying to explain to my parents why this was so cool, and, like, yeah. it, not really making sense as a teenager, but, yeah, I was really into, like, I was into the otherness of all of it. I was I wish I'd been born that special. You
2: thing. almost fetishized it to to a way big too degree. Way too much.
0: Absolutely way too much. Yeah. More than it should have been. Like I went I went to a degree that was like these people were the coolest and Yeah. I wish I No, it's fine. I it's okay to not be like that. Completely
2: the opposite. And now mm. we've met in the middle. Right?
0: Absolutely in the yeah.
2: middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's very true.
2: Um so uh usually I read message board posts a l- few weeks ago. There were a couple episodes, but for some reason there weren't any message board posts, and that's what's happening right now again. For some reason,
0: I don't know what to blame, but I want to blame somebody.
2: They're gone. I don't know why. So what I found? Let's get deep. So what I found was, Mm. um, one person. The only thing I was able to find was one person trying to get specific episodes that they'd missed on VHS, and I just loved. How they described them, because people didn't know the names of the episodes back then, which is interesting. Ooh, how did they describe this one? So it, well, not this one. I j- I'm just going to oh, read okay. like, the, all the episodes they want, because I thought it was funny. Scully gets abducted by aliens. Oh, okay. The rowboat one. <laughs> Scully gets kidnapped by serial killer because he likes her fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Do
0: you know these episodes? Which yes. Ones they are? Okay. Yes.
2: Very first episode. The one with the things in the sewer. The I know all of the these. Sewer. Yeah, that's like we haven't actually figured. I I want to thank the person that sent us Fluke Man. Fluke Man from the host. It's fucking awesome. We yeah. just put it up. We just put him up. Yep. Um, uh, that's I really just fun. thought that was fun. Yeah.
0: I love and it, I will say one thing. Bad X-Files, they did not name their episodes in a way to make you be like, oh yes, that's the one. Like They're not the most accessible titles for episodes. Yeah. They're cool names, but they're no not most accessible. They're you know? cool
2: names. A lot of them are like German or Latin or just it, they're, they're fun, weird names. It's the same naming scheme that then um, w- was used in Breaking Bad Absolutely. by Gilligan.
0: I prefer, for the show that we did for Comedy Central, the Meltdown with Joan and Camille, the, one with the we took friends? the Friends uh, way of naming episodes yeah. and all of them are called the one with yeah, which is maybe th- honestly to me one of the coolest things about Friends yeah. is the way they name their
2: episodes. So th- is this a
0: Friends podcast? Should yes, just talk about Friends. <laughs> so this is
2: the, uh, this is the f- most I've ever liked this episode. Great, and it was because you sort of learn to embrace your own weirdness, and then you sort of find a way to belong, and then, y- I think. You know, just becoming more comfortable with yourself makes you be more comfortable with other kinds of people, I think, right? Yeah. Have you
0: have we talked about the uh, the steps of coming out on this on this show? No. I know I feel like I talk about it a lot, but like to me I always think about for anything, there's the pride phase where all you want to do is like fly. First off you're upset and you wanna hide it. Yeah. And then you have to kind of deal with the fact that maybe this is who you yeah. are. And then you have the pride phase where you're like, "Fuck, yeah, I'm gay, yeah, go fuck yourself," yeah. and then you have the assimilation phase where it's like just part of who you are, but it's not part of who you are, and I think that's
2: thing. when when you're most comfortable with with yourself is when you're most comfortable with other people. I think a lot of like bigotry and stuff obviously comes from people who aren't comfortable in their own skin and aren't you know or comes from insecurity and and, and stuff just aren't like that. around <laughs> yeah,
0: other people of yeah. other types, and
2: it's a very profound and beautiful thing for a sci-fi television show to comment on in Absolutely. such a nuanced way. Such a great well episode. Well done. Two I thumbs almost up. I give it an A. I almost got like, I got like really emotional watching this episode and then talking to you about it later. Yeah. Really great episode. The next one, the Kalusari, although I think they call it, call it Kalushari. You
0: said the Khaleesi?
2: Kalushari, directed <laughs> by Mike Vehar, written by Sarah Charno, who also did Aubrey. That's the only other one she did. Okay. Even in Aubrey. So in this one, this is the one where it's like a, I like the cold open. Yeah. There's a little kid that dies. You never see that.
0: That kid... By the way, all it takes to have a little kid actor look creepy is for him to stare into the camera and maybe raise one eyebrow. And I'm fucking done.
2: Or also be okay with your little brother being killed by a train. Well, no.
0: I'm just saying, as an actor, all little kids really need to do to be scary is to look into the camera and not blink or smile. Yeah. That's it. That's all they need to do. Yeah.
2: Well, (laughs) because kids are inherently creepy because they don't have the same moral sense as you do yet.
0: Is that what... Is that
2: what I think... I think kids are kind of little sociopaths, right? Until they're not... Well, they're
0: just little ids. Yeah. It's just all id. There's no ego right. or super ego yet. So they're yeah. just like, I'm going to shit my pants and then tell you I hate you. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm going to wear a Batman outfit to my grandfather's funeral. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was in New York uh, when we lived in New York, and there was little... I saw like a three-year-old on the subway, just rolling around on the ground and then going around and touching everyone's knees. And I was like, I want to do all of this. I just know better.
2: Yeah. And clearly the mom or the dad had given up. It was like, we can't. I mean, go do whatever. Just touch your knee. It's fine. He'll
0: be done in a minute.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, The script for the Kalasari was inspired by Charno's experience as a doctor of Eastern medicine. Take from that what you will. I will take from that That's what That's why the, you the well.
0: xenophobia in this episode is a little...
2: Is it, it weird to you? Did you? Is that something well, that I, really jumped out at you? Because there's a, a, a bunch of Romanian immigrants. Yes. And then they... Calisari is actually the group of the the elders or whatever yes. that are trying to exercise. This I always thing. think
0: it's interesting in any TV or movie, TV show or movie when they people are speaking another language other than English and it's not subtitled because we're supposed to think that they're yeah. And
2: I even put the disc in because yeah. usually uh, you know Netflix hasn't been doing subtitles for some reason and even on the disc it's not. Yeah, subtitles. we're supposed
0: to think that it's scary and other and weird. Well,
2: and the weird thing is the grandmother is right; the kid is possessed or you know by his unborn twin or dead twin or whatever, but. The grandmother kind of sucks. Like she says horrible. She says, uh, you marry the devil, you'll have a devil kid. Like, that's horrible. And she didn't have a devil kid. The, that kid, Charlie, the main kid, is fine. Yeah. I don't get the powers of the kid. Can the other kid just materialize I'm sometimes? I'm confused about it, too. Or just... Um, does he
0: take over his body? Does he body take over him? And then somehow it seems like he got stronger to where he could actually manifest himself as another child entirely. Well, that's
2: what I'm saying. Sometimes yeah. he could manifest himself and sometimes he was just it seemed like take over the
0: thing with the balloon in the very beginning they were like oh it l- you can see the energy or whatever so that the invisible dead brother <laughs> was dragging the balloon and then maybe at that point is he acting on Charlie's whims, or does he also that's want the little thing, brother to be dead? That's the thing, because
2: then later Charlie seems to be really upset when his dad is being killed and stuff. But at that moment, it seems like that's what Charlie wants.
0: Yeah, because the eyebrow was raised.
2: Because the eyebrow was yeah. raised. Yeah, I think
0: the bigger thing for this episode that they were trying to focus on is that we thought that the the group of, of uh, Romanian elders was evil. Oh, did
2: you? I didn't.
0: I d- Of course I did.
2: I thought okay
0: i thought that was like the point of the episode because if the kids powers don't make a ton of sense it's that sometimes you need to go back to like you sometimes it's not about like you don't have to understand it you just have to know that that's going to work like david duchovny did not necessarily understand what was happening yeah. with the romanian oh
2: English. yeah they, they he, he just he, was
0: like i know this i'll is trust be.
2: you guys yeah um Mulder and Scully barely do anything in this episode. They do nothing. They, they do just nothing.
0: witness. And then, like, the weird social worker that comes, she's so terrible. I love the part where she's like, uh, I don't know what's happening. Uh, he's upstairs and uh, there's dead chickens. And... <laughs> and then they hear a scream and she's like,
2: I guess we should hurry. The, like, it's such a. The grandmother ge- Golda is her name. Yeah. Horrible person, Golda. Gets murdered by chickens. Is that right? <laughs> is that what happens? <laughs> Right.
0: Terrible way for the dad to go too in that.
2: Oh yeah. Well Chris Carter, I read and Chris Carter wanted that image and that's how they built the episode around it. Like when we had when I had Glenn Morgan on he talks about how D handy for last is the name of an episode. Oh, okay. Um I just got called out for the pronunciation of it a lot and I just
0: How dare you. Um
2: D H V D. <laughs> uh, they just wanted to have a snake eat a guy.
0: Yeah, like, and they wrote an episode it
2: around it. Here, he wanted someone to g- get hanged by his tie and the garage door open.
0: By the way, and so that that happened, and that was a pretty fucked up looking thing. And the kid clearly didn't want that to happen because he was crying and screaming. For right, but then
2: happen. he did want his brother to die. It's all muddled.
0: Yeah. But uh, and then Duchovny just so bravely sticking his head in the exact same place. Yeah. A couple scenes later, also wearing a tie. What are you doing? Don't get do out it. of there.
2: Well, but now, the, you know, the threat is gone. So you ba- did not know that. Basically, the evil monster is the dead twin brother. And in Romanian culture, <laughs> you have to split the soul so that one can leave. But they never did that. So the soul is still attached to the first kid and is, yes. like, fucking things up. That basically is what I understood. But I it. did
0: for the for the first part of the episode, I thought it was the grandmother. And they also bring in, by the way, Munchausen by proxy, which is one of my favorite things. That's an interesting
2: one. Tell us what that is.
0: Munchausen by proxy is, uh, where a parent or a caregiver will, uh, Make a child that there is in their care sick,
2: slowly poison them. Sl-
0: well, in various ways, so that uh, they can then get the sympathy for being such a good. It's taker.
2: featured very heavily in a sequence in uh, Sixth Sense, and Absolutely. that's the first time I heard of it. There's all. What's the other one where you make yourself sick to get sympathy? That's just Munchausen. That's just Munchausen. Yeah, yeah. So that's
0: why it's Munchausen by proxy. You're making someone. By else the sick. way,
2: I thought great theory by Scully. That was a very solid theory. Absolutely solid. Yeah.
0: Um, because it is weird that they, the dad. Kept saying that uh, it was when the grandmother showed up that the problem started, but that can't be true because it's a dead. Twi- yeah, it's a little exactly. Moderate, yeah,
2: yeah I, I exactly. I I thought of that exact same thing. Um, they had the the chuck the king of digital imaging guy yeah. but is also weirdly into paranormal stuff and by the way what's that guy's deal
0: everything he was doing for the photographs was just instagram filters
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah when he's changing the things you're like, like instagram like, filters they
0: always do that like enhance and then it's like you just put an instagram filter on oh is that is that toast it looks great yeah <laughs> toast is good
2: <laughs> um the, scully has a good line where uh Mulder, first of all i think like a balloon floating to me is the saddest and scariest thing. Because it's a whole story. There's some kid somewhere who's sad because the yeah. balloon is gone. It looks beautiful. It's a beautiful image. You just see an empty balloon flying, and it like fills in a whole story for you. Yeah. So I thought the opening end with the balloon coming down was cool. Very creepy. But when Mulder says, it's a helium balloon. It should go up. I learned that in school. And Scully goes, did you learn about wind in kindergarten? <laughs> that was really funny. It was. I like that.
0: She's a sassy pants. She was a sassy. Oh, can we talk about it? Can we do it? We do a Scully fashion quarter.
2: Oof. <laughs> well, she just did the... Julian Anderson just did the Reddit AMA where she said she wanted to do this podcast. Anyway, <laughs> no, uh, I've no, talked what, about what, it. What, so I don't need to mention it. I don't need to mention it every day what, of my what, life. What, what, I can no. just think about it and not verbalize it. But...
0: You do mention <laughs> it every day of our lives
2: together. <laughs> I mean... I mean... It just happened. It just happened. It just happened. She... Uh, said, they said, What well, would you change about the X Files? And she said, My hair and clothes, season one and season two. Jesus
0: Christ, you guys. Just the most.
2: Well, there's one here with the. You pointed it out. It was like, What well, the color is so I gross. I can't even figure
0: out what that color would be. It's, it's the like color
2: of Bagel's Puke. Our,
0: our cat's vomit. That's exact. It's like a khaki, but somehow yellow. It's like a dirty colored. yellow
2: khaki, long. And thing. she
0: wears these suits that. Listen, I was around in the 90s. Nobody. It's a horrible way to dress. Loose palazzo pants style. Uh, very sensible, low heels. What's Palazzo pants? Don't worry. The ladies are like, yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> and then a
0: long jacket that somehow is like trench coat length, but but like that's your suit jacket. And can we please throw a trench coat on top of that? So we have two really loose, gar- loose garments on your body, and you're very hot. On a
2: beautiful woman, yeah. And
0: it's not that she needs to dress sexy. I just wish it was a little more form-fitting. Uh, she looks, I think they went. I think over overall they were like we got to fuck her up a little bit because she's too attractive and we need to make her look crazy. You racist. think so? I think I think why
2: that- would they because they those guys became sex symbols just like a couple seasons ago. Yeah, after but I this. think their
0: characters, I think her character, I can't ever imagine Dana Scully wearing something sexy. I can she's a businessy and you can be sexy and businessy you absolutely. Can be, you,
2: and you can yeah, you can be businessy and have a good fashion but sense. She you don't have to wear bagels puke colored clothes. She was
0: not she's n- I never thought of her as being like that. She always put the job before anything else and so all of her clothes were about function and not style.
2: Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so I it was, it was makes like a character thing. Yeah. Okay.
0: But holy shit, hideous.
2: Okay. All right. In this one, Mulder jumps to crazy shit immediately, where he says some kind of poltergeist activity, and she says chance occurrence of light and shadow when they're looking at the Mm -hmm. electromagnetic energy thing. Like he's always like going for the crazy thing. Here's the other. Oh yeah, she says you marry a devil, you have devil child. horrible golda nice even and the, the name there
0: also do we need to bring the swastikas into it well it's
2: so funny because Mulder shows it to her do you recognize this and she's like yeah it's a swastika who the fuck doesn't know what a swastika is he should have been like hey look what i found yeah we don't need to be like yeah. oh that's a swastika every
0: once in a while the german it was a the dialogue will be slightly too obvious reverse
2: swastika is a from hinduism it's an old one and then Hitler took it. We from... just
0: need to retire that jersey. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the number it's the number twenty three. It's Michael Jordan's jersey. Nothing should be using a swastika. I don't care.
2: Yeah, but here well, he I put think... dots in it? Oh, cool. Well, but that's the original yeah. version of it, I think. But I feel
0: like that was a red herring they were using. They're like, Maybe just... these are Nazi ghosts. Oh I, don't know.
2: I just thought it was so weird where he was like, Do you, do you recognize this? <laughs> no. What is it, Mulder? What I'm is an FBI that? agent. I'm an FBI and agent doctor. and a human in this world. <laughs> I don't know what that is.
0: That was a really weird one. Yeah. A- and also, did the dead kid control the train brakes also? Did he cut the train brakes on the
2: Well train? that was funny you said cuz the guy's trying to stop it and he just mows over he the kid collapsed. and keeps going. <laughs> he never stops. Exactly stops. Never stops. He just on goes. the toy
0: train are like traumatized for life and he's like we're never getting off. Even
2: if there's a ghost child, I don't think the ghost child would have the wherewithal to know how <laughs> to, to, to cut, cut the
0: brakes. Yeah. That train has become the snowpiercer of so... toy trains.
2: That is funny. <laughs> never stops. Yeah. That is funny that there's a ghost child who wants to do evil but doesn't quite know how to do it. He's like, it's just a he's little a kid. He's a kid, so
0: he's like trying to distract people with keys because yeah. that's what distracts yeah. him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Cause, and um. that's
0: also weird. How does a ghost child keep aging? Wouldn't he just be a ghost infant?
2: Well, but the, you could say that their souls are connected, so they're growing. It, it's all there's a muddled whole bunch By
0: the way, that exorcism scene, that kid, lo- they, when they changed his teeth up, he looked appropriately creepy.
2: Are you talking about? Oh, yes. And then there's the part where they're doing it, and in the smoke, you see the kid. That was goofy as shit. That
0: was a little goofy. Motherfuckers. The the actual exorcism, I thought the kid did a great job. That's a tough thing for a kid to do. And the changing out of his teeth really, really helped me to be like, oh, this isn't a kid anymore. This is like a fucked up demon thing. Yeah. Demon always be having bad teeth.
2: They said that she'll call Charlie evil right to his face, but also dotes to his face. And I. that's a weird. Well, because she likes the one kid but doesn't like the other kid, Do so she doesn't want to get fucked. So
0: the grandmother understood what was happening.
2: Yes, the grandmother knew the whole time and was right.
0: Yeah, she was right.
2: And the Kalusari, that whole the whole group of people, they were all they were all right. And
0: they also said it like the grandmother was maybe afraid of the kid,
2: afraid of the kids, yeah. the, the 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 dead kid, not the main exactly. kid. So he loves, she loves the one kid but hates the other kid. But the, you marry the devil, you're a devil child. That was just, he was just a nice just white, a dude. white dude. He was just a normal guy. Leave
0: him alone. Uh, the Romanian mom, she seems happy. Let I, him
2: I did, I, I was making notes as I was watching it. I don't remember this episode. I said in the beginning that it was a good mystery because I didn't know if it was a k- evil kid or, yeah, I no or whatever what I it is. It's some sort of demon devil thing. And then. It doesn't really stick the landing for all the reasons we've talked about. I thought the music in this one was particularly good. Very creepy.
0: Yeah, it was creepy. I actually really, even though I had problems with all of it, I liked the episode. You did? I did. I give it it a B minus. Okay. Which is not bad.
2: No, it's not. Because the other thing that doesn't really go anywhere that I think both Darren Mooney and uh, the AV Club review said is that they have that. You know, they find that dust where they say it's no matter, it's nothing, but mm-hmm. it's actual dust, but we don't know what it is. Like, that doesn't really...
0: Well, that was where the, the dead twin, before the dead twin became a person, that was where the dead twin was. And if you'll Vibouti. recall...
2: Vibuti. Vibuti, it's what it's called.
0: Yes, and if you'll recall, at the end, when the dead the dead twin is holding the knife over Scully and then disappears, all that's left is that dust.
2: Yeah. So that's
0: like the, the dead kid's... Pixie dust. It
2: says nothing dust.
0: It says, like, Tinkerbell, pixie dust. But I
2: wanted to see something more about it. Oh, I wanted sure. to understand it a bit more. He also says the Cain, Lucifer, Hitler, one what? boy or a million men. Wait, you remember that? Yeah, that was He's a weird. He's just name. talking about evil and how evil has all these different forms, and it's the same thing, and it's yeah. like a very... Uh, this is something that Darren Mooney talks about in his review a lot. How Chris Carter is so, sort of obsessed with pure evil versus pure good, uh, and trying to connect all of those. Yeah. And so in this, and that's what Millennium apparently is about. Even though I've never seen the show, I, I'm definitely going to watch Millennium um, when it's like time appropriate. I'm going to start watching when Millennium. Time appropriate. Yeah. Well, just when it when I get to the X Files, you know, I, I think it comes out season five or something. I'll start watching Millennium because okay. it's supposed um, to be good.
0: That whole thing of pure good and pure evil always bugs me because I don't... Yeah. It's not accurate.
2: Yeah. I wrote Scully's terrible outfit. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the kid is like being horrible. He's asking mom for a He's like, hey, can I get a balloon, mom? Asking if he can ride the train. And you were like, that's so rude. <laughs> that's <is laughs> like, what I said. Rude is an understatement, honey. He killed we a child and like, is taunting the mother of the child he killed. Which is also his mother. Oh, how inappropriate! How rude. What a was we Watching
0: this at 1 a.m. last night, and I just remember being like, that is rude. That's not a nice thing. Yeah, You're that. gonna bring up some old shit.
2: Uh, Scully sees that woman hanging on the ceiling. Remember that when she goes in, and that woman is up on the ceiling. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, crazy ghost. So she sees like crazy shit By in the this. Way,
0: that poor, that poor mother, in a span of like a day or two, loses her child, her f- husband, and her mother.
2: Yeah, she's had a fucking rough go of it.
0: At least she's got Charlie though. They seem
2: to be <laughs> dealing with the first kid dying pretty well. They don't really need well, to be yeah. broken up about it. Yeah. The other thing, this is what that I wrote down. That kid was ugly. Is that when they're doing the yeah, you did not like Teddy that kid. was ugly. You really hated that kid. I thought kid. his
0: face sucked. <laughs> what? I was like, ugh, no. Something no. about him bug me. He yeah, just looked you like a fat. Right
2: from the beginning, you hated that kid. You gross. were like, this kid sucks. <laughs> you I hated must have him. like
0: so. I'm, I must have had an experience with a kid that looked just like him at some point. In it's my funny
2: because it's supposed to be a really cute kid. That nope. You, you're like, good. Keep the train. Let's do it. <laughs> um, I wrote this down. It's like because they're doing the ritual. We don't know what the ritual is. Mm. We don't know what's supposed to happen for it to be successful. So there's no there's no suspense because Mm. we don't know what the success looks like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like uh, there's no like, hey, if we do this and this and this, they're just doing something and we're like Mulder holding it down, hoping it's gonna be it's gonna be successful. But we don't know what that success looks like. And then when it works, you just kind of take their word for it that it works. Like just something happens. They say the right word. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought that was kind of. Just there were no stakes there because we weren't right. that involved in what but it they was. They were really
0: into, I feel like, showing the like the otherness of that uh, callous, What Sorry, callous I guess Commissar. that's
2: interesting, but but just dramatically for like being invested in I it, agree. It's, it doesn't work. Um, and it,
0: let me ask you this question. Would you have held the boys' feet down if you were there? Would you have been participating sure, in that? Yeah, if what I've if seen this crazy shit. What if you thought that, that they might end up killing the kid? And then you're part of that.
2: I would probably just be like I don't want any part of this either way so I'm just going to take myself out of this situation. So
0: you th- th- you wouldn't hope the, the kid. Down. if
2: you guys murdered the kid that sucks. I wouldn't suck. in on that. Yeah. But if it the demon ends up killing you I don't want to be part of it. And
0: they were like either. don't look at him cuz it could go into you. And that's the thing. That, now that what were they setting up there where they were like he's still around. Well, we Molde, he, he like, says
2: Moldi you you, you you must be careful it knows you you don't know it. And some of that's interesting because you know it's this other culture and Again, Darren Mooney talks about this where it's like it says other the culture and with like, you know, people coming to America and all globalization. There's like things that you don't understand about the other culture that now suddenly you have to deal with. And that's part of this. But the guy says, you must be careful. It knows you. And he just closes the door. Mulder should be like, no, wait, just tell I me do? more. What do I do? Well, also, do you have a phone number I can call? And what was the name of the twin? Charles. Michael.
0: So is what he's saying that Michael's going to find him? that now Michael's haunting him? And then if you think about it, if Michael's aging at the same rate as Charlie, at some point, Michael's demon ghost will also die.
2: Oh, of like old age? And so maybe Mulder... Maybe cirrhosis of the liver. Maybe
0: Mulder will outlive demon Michael.
2: So how old would Michael be now? Michael would be like 30 now, right? Oh, well, Michael.
0: Maybe Michael's getting demon married. Yeah. Having Aww, demon kids. Adorable.
2: <laughs> I thought that Mulder monologue at the end was so fucking over the top. What does he say? The howling heart of evil? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, people. That was like
0: a Doogie Hauser final monologue. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about it?
0: Um, I actually thought there was something else I wanted to say about it, but now I don't remember what it was.
2: I give this episode lower than it'd mine, B- especially because... Okay. I've been watching I've watched ahead a little bit so just because I have to record more so I watched um, F. masculata, which is a, it's about a, a disease that spreads and w- it's like Ebola shit it's crazy oh. how long we've had this fear fear of. yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's a fucking great episode and then I saw the one with Tony Shaloub. those are the Ooh, two I'll be talking about next week okay Um, really really good what well, guests you got going on for that um cool. I'm gonna have DC Pearson talk about those. Oh,
0: that's fun! Stick around, you guys. Yeah. Come coming next week, DC Pearson. Um, He's a so fun guy.
2: So, in lieu of message board stuff that I couldn't find, do you have anything else?
0: Um, no.
2: Someone found the uh, w- how this episode did that week. Top, it's number fifty. <laughs> number one is Home Improvement that week. Oh, <laughs> oh. And number <laughs> forty-five is Lois and Clark because oh, they we wanted remember to look show. at. They wanted to look at like. Um, Fucking, you know, sci fi shows. But you could see, because that's, that's just that week. And then top 100 shows for the 94 to 95 season, which is September 19th, 94 to April 16th, 95. X Files is 71st. So you could see this week it's 50, but overall it's 71st. Okay. So it's like moving up. But um, number one, guess what the number one show of that season was? Very easy to guess. Mid 90s. What's the number one show of the mid 90s? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Okay. Number two. 90210. Yes. No. ER.
0: Oh, I've never watched ER. Ever, ever, ever. Then I've Home Improvement. Okay. And then what's four?
2: Grace Under Fire? <laughs> <laughs> this show comes up so much. It really People does. comment on it. Well, they're like, you bring up Grace Under Fire <laughs> so much.
0: <laughs> it's the 90s,
2: baby. NYPD Blue, number seven. Then Friends. Then Roseanne. More does She Wrote. Mad About You. Mad Men of the People. I don't know what that is. Never heard of that one. Ellen hope and gloria <gasps> i don't know what that is
0: oh i just had a memory of hope and gloria but i don't know what it was keep going i love this this makes me happy okay
2: uh you want me to just read them Please. fraser yes. murphy brown 2020 i
0: loved murphy brown so much
2: uh dave's world me and the boys sibyl and
0: nanny, i love Sybil. the nanny full house, full
2: house. michael's funny stone videos great show low and order chicago hope wings Oof. um Martin Short Show, Family Matters, Thunder Alley. What's Thunder Alley? Nope. Turning Point, Boy Meets World, Step by Step, News Radio is number 39. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Walker, Texas Ranger, Northern Exposure, John Larroquette Show. In the House, what is In the House? I don't know. Number 46 is Beverly Hills, 90210. So this must be towards the end of it, when I was dying. No. 95? must have been... Yeah, you may be right. Because you were then 16 or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Quick tip for the... Well, no, it went off when I was in college because I got all my punk college roommates to watch it with me and they got, all got super invested in 90210. Okay. And it was hilarious. Um, quick home tip. Uh, t- on Tuesdays on the Soap Network, uh, it's all day... Old school niners, whatever. <laughs> Great. So get in there. Whatever the you know overlap you're between. If you're listening to an X Files podcast, you're into niners. You think television. so?
2: I like that show for I a little bit. So. Oh, maybe this is the beginning of it. It's not huge so yet. It's
0: definitely a guilty pleasure for me. Uh, but I, d- yeah, it was the beginning, yeah. not the end of that show.
2: Love and love and war, Rescue 911.
0: Doc- oh, I love Rescue 911. I forgot about William Shatner. Oh, is
2: that what that, that is? That was William
0: Shatner's show, and every story turned out positively. So you never had to worry that like someone was gonna. G- it would be like this horrible accident happened, but everything's fine oh. now.
2: It should be called Rescued 911, because so they always got rescued. High five. Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, All American Girl. That was Margaret the Margaret show. show show.
0: I was just emailing with her.
2: Coach, Pride and Joy, Diagnosis Murder, which is one of the greatest uh, movie uh, TV show titles of all time. So Diagnosis on, I think. Murder. Maybe
0: still on is the air. It? Maybe.
2: I don't think so. Maybe not. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Blossom. Uh, I think we can stop now. Don't
0: know about the future. Uh, anybody's guess. Now camps- Rose
2: plays picket fences lower, and then X Files comes in at number seventy-one. And That's w- crazy, say, right? One
0: of these things is not like the other, and it's X Files.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> what cool. What a singular right?
0: figure that show cut. Yeah. <laughs> and now there's a ton of shows like that.
2: Now that there's like, a ton of shows yeah. like that. Yeah. There's like. It's awesome. Well, it's sort of like eyes now. You know what I mean? Where like, I I mean that in the sense that there are uh, shows on like sci-fi that like. Certain number of people oh, watch, sure. it or like a yeah. show like Supernatural, which is not a big show that's in the mainstream conversation, right. but there are people who watch that show every week and love it.
0: But I'm thinking of shows like Penny Dreadful and Hannibal, and not that those yeah, are even like, those
2: aren't yeah. huge shows, you no, know. But there's not. a bunch of them. Yeah, um, Emily, thank yes. you so much for coming. Oh God, Where you're welcome. Where do you want to so
0: plug? On. Um, I'm on Twitter at thegynomite. T-H-E. T H E G Y N
2: O M I T E
0: mickey mouse anyway uh i'm also what was that that was sounded like the mickey mouse theme theme song a little bit i've done a couple theme songs today so i thought i'd keep that going um and i I have a podcast called the indoor kids my co-host is a real babe you should listen to it. (laughs) it's about video games it's on the nerdist network and it comes out every monday yes yep
2: uh thank you for listening guys hey all right so thanks for listening next week uh, we're going to be talking about F emasculata and soft light uh, to two really good F emasculata is an episode I didn't remember really really great episode and soft light not as good interesting concept really crazy high high concept sci-fi horror thing. Uh, It's got enough stuff to save it, particularly Tony Shalhoub, who's so great in this episode. Um, uh, Email me, thexfilesfiles at gmail.com, at xfilesfiles at kumailn, K-U-M-A-I-L-N. Give us a good review on iTunes. Uh, Go to the subreddit slash xfilesfiles. And thank you for listening. Hey, wrestling fans and non-wrestling fans. Check out our podcast, You Should Love Wrestling, the show where we try to convince our friend to love wrestling. I hate wrestling. We talk about all the best and worst parts of wrestling. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Spills a lot of beer. Or Yoshiko. That's a literal sex doll that wrestles. All in an effort to help you love professional wrestling. Subscribe to You Should Love Wrestling on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app.